Tonight, we're going to a dangerous area of an Amazon account so we can understand the relationship between humans and PPC campaigns. Crikey! Take a look at this. We're face to face with a hard-hitting predator. And oh boy, this keyword means business. It's toxic venom can lead to hundreds of clicks without conversion. One bite, and it could leave you paralyzed with high ACAS for weeks. Now, these predators won't be mocking with us. We've got the biggest predator on our side, the Ad Badger. Oi, easy boy. And we're here to help you tame these beasts in the jungles of Amazon PPC. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to grow your Amazon ads. And you can join thousands of listeners and get bonus content at adbadger.com slash podcasts. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? It is your boy, Michael from AdBadger. And I've got a very special, as always, very special episode of the PPC Den podcast where we go deep into the world of Amazon advertising. Steven, do you have your splunking helmet, headlamp, elbow pads, knee pads, and other associated gear that you would go splunking in as we dive into this topic today? I've never been splunking before, but yes, I am ready to dive into this topic. Would you ever go splunking? I would. I saw a great group on deal... Uh, a while ago. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. My sister actually sent it to me. I wanted to do it, but it was crazy. There was this one jump where you need to jump from one ledge to a lower ledge, but simultaneous, simultaneously duck so you don't hit your head like on this, like, uh, I don't know if it's a stalagmite or a stalactite. I forget which one mm-hmm. comes from the top. Mm-hmm. That made me not want to sign up. It sounds like something I would do in a video game, but I wouldn't want to do it. It's right. Like, oh man, I have to do this jump. Yeah. I have to do it in the real world. Yeah, I know. Cause there's no, uh, you can't respawn in real life. There's no checkpoint. Not yet. I'm waiting to, as soon as you like, you do hit your head hard enough, you just get like re-uploaded into uh, a new body. That's the right. premise of a science fiction show I was watching. The Matrix. Good stuff. Matrix. They, they do it a lot. This one was Altered Carbon, which was uh, questionable on the quality of it. No. Questionable, I think it was okay. It no. was good. Right. We got we to incentivize original sci-fi works. So I'm going to say it was good. Okay. And you know what else is good? One of our listeners, Ohad. What's up, Ohad? I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are. He wrote in. He had some very, very nice things to say. I just want to give a shout out. Uh, and part of the reason we do this is to connect you, dear listener, with all of the other thousands of listeners out there because um, it's cool to sort of plug into a podcast and you know know that there are other people out there somewhere in the world maybe someone's riding a tractor on a farm in idaho maybe someone's on a train in india maybe someone's uh running from a kangaroo in australia i'm really sorry if that isn't is not a <laughs> i don't know if that's I, I, I let's just move on. Um, but we got a message from Ohad and he wrote in with this fantastic message. Before I found you, I had 99 problems and they were all PVC related. That's a shout out to my LinkedIn headline. Uh, I wanted to say how thankful I am because I know about PPC advertising. I learned from watching Ad Badger videos. I will always be on hashtag Ad Badger for life. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's beautiful, Ohad. Thank you so much for that message. If you guys don't get the reference to Mike's LinkedIn, add him on LinkedIn. Make sure you guys add a little note or a message to your LinkedIn connection request just to uh, filter out the, the spammers and the, the 
Yeah. It's got to be good. We have strict spam detection. Yeah. So you got to write something specific that only an Ad Badger listener would include. Also, another thing to do, I have more tasks for you, dear listener. Another thing to do is go to adbadger.com slash launch. L-A-U-N-C-H-H. Whoa, can't talk today. Uh, adbadger.com slash launch. You want to know why I couldn't pronounce that? Because I immediately thought of adbadger.com slash lunch. But I'm referring to a launch because uh, we are releasing version two. Version. Do we have a webpage, adbadger.com slash lunch? It'd be pretty sick, right? But um, unfortunately, no, we don't. Or like when people are in town in Austin, because sometimes people come to town. At least people used to. They used to come to town and was like, let's go get a beer. I'm like, sweet. Let's schedule a lunch. Go to adbadger.com slash launch. There you go. Um, but no, adbadger.com slash launch. We are releasing version two of our software. And I could not be more stoked about it. We will talk more about version two of our software. But ho Nelly, will be better than version one. Oh, I also think we forgot to mention, Mike, your, uh, what happened to your facial hair for the, for the YouTube watchers? You know, I was uh, riding a motorcycle really fast and it all fell off. No, I finally, I finally shaved my beard. If you're watching this on YouTube, I look very different. And I know that I do because when I look in the mirror, I feel very different. It was, it was about nine months of beard growth gone, just gone, got tired of it. It looks like you, did, miss it it looks like you discovered the fountain of youth. I, I de-aged about 25 years. Yeah. What did you say earlier? Uh, I said you looked like you were, you went from 45 to 25. <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's right. I did. I am really tripping out every time I look at the mirror. I'm like, who is this person? And one thing that you should not be tripping about is Amazon advertising budgets. This is a topic that well, we've touched on the show before, but really we wanted to do a deep dive on budgets uh, inside of our Badger Den forums. Matthew, I think I mispronounced that name. He asked a really good question about budgets and he kind of challenged me because I, I sort of give out this answer of just like, oh, you know, a budget should be as big as it needs to be, all these things. But you know what, Stephen? I think I really appreciated that Matthew actually said, let's just start with a number or a percentage ratio. Uh, so we want to get into some specifics. Like if I was launching a product for the first time, like what budget I would give it and maybe different budgets along different stages. So we'll actually provide some, not only some maybe percentage-based recommendations or more thoughts on how to set a good effective budget to help you achieve your goals. Um, so I'm pretty excited to take this topic of budgets and make it a little bit more concrete uh, you can find all of our episodes at adbadger.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcast listening show. Let's jump into it, Stephen. So this is a question that probably one of the most frequently asked questions that we get on Amazon uh, PPC is budgets, starting budgets. I would say, yeah, the two probably most frequent questions that we get asked through our, our live chat, through email support is what should my starting budget be? What should my starting bid be? And we talked about, you know, bids a couple episodes ago. This one will be about budgets. What should you begin with? What should you be starting with? Um, so one thing that we've mentioned in the past, Mike, is your starting budget should be at least enough to give you a decent amount of daily data. You probably want to be getting at least, and we're, we're talking if you're very, this is a, if you're a, a smaller store and you want to have a conservative budget, because if you're, you know, if you're Coca-Cola or something, you're probably okay with, you know, starting off with like 
a thousand thousands of dollars daily budgets because your uh, your normal monthly budget is in the millions. So uh, just to start these campaigns off, you do want to get at least you know twenty to thirty clicks a day to make sure that you're getting enough data to do well with. And with that being said, you have to look at what the average cost per click is in your niche. And you could again go back to a couple episodes ago when we talked about the suggested bid. Uh, and yeah, on the suggested bid episode, we talked about what the suggested bid is and what should your starting bids be. And so to start things off, let's just say your average you know, suggested bid for your product, for your keywords that you're seeing, it's averaging around a dollar. Then I would recommend starting with you know, 20 to $30 of a starting budget. If you're say selling Kindle books, uh, in general, the Kindle or the, the KDP you know, uh, book space tends to have lower cost per click around the, you know, I've usually seen 40 to 60 cent range. So if your average cost per click is going to be about 50 cents, then you might want to start off with, say, I, I think it'd be about like, you know, $15 daily budget uh, to still get that, that same kind of number of clicks. Right. So, so that's definitely the first thing, you know, aiming for that 20 to 30 clicks a day is a good barometer of where to start understanding what your CPC is. Uh, and even if you, you know, don't, go in and take a look at suggested bids or anything like that and setting a budget at minimum of 20 to 30 a day is generally the lowest that I would ever go because as soon as you go smaller than that it's like are you actually getting enough data to make meaningful improvements to the campaign because don't forget friends PPC is definitely a marathon it is not a sprint that you just sort of set up one day and you're done it's almost like you're charting a voyage on a uh, sailboat and you need to constantly be checking the inputs like the wind and the speeds of the water. I think that's what you would think about if you're sailing. Uh, you would take a look at all of these inputs with all of your instruments, and then you would make adjustments along the way. You know, you want enough budget to get enough data. And the thing that is worth mentioning here too, is let's say you have a 20, you know, $30 a day budget. Let's say, you know, you have a dollar per click on average, you set a $20 a day bid, uh, you set a $30 a day bid. What you do not want to do is split that budget amongst 100 keywords, maybe even 50 keywords. Because as soon as you start splitting that budget among so many products, so many keywords, so on and so forth, you will be getting very, very little data per keyword. You may get two clicks for this keyword, one click for that keyword, three clicks for this other keyword, and you get very, very little data. And what that does, it just drags things along. You're sort of getting frustrated during that time. You're sort of getting um, like you're throwing your hands up in the air. Because if you think about it, let's say your, your keywords have a 10% conversion rate. That's going to be one in every 10 clicks. And it may not be uniform. Like sometimes it might take 12 clicks to get that conversion. And the next time it'll take eight clicks. And so it's sort of this like lumpy data as it comes in. And if you're only getting like two clicks out of spurt for each keyword, it will take you five, six, maybe two weeks, five, six days or two weeks to actually start generating a keyword with a conversion that you know definitively is, is a strong converter. It's gonna be very difficult to tell the difference between things that convert randomly, things that are gonna be strong converters. So when you spread yourself out too thin, you get very little meaningful data back. So this is our first point. You want a budget that's big enough to give you data on the things that you're advertising. So if you have a whole bunch of keywords, you should probably have a bigger budget. If you starting small, 20, 30 clicks a day, you don't need an account with 
300 keywords. No, yeah, that, that is a great clarification on that point that if you're starting with a smaller budget because you're trying to be conservative, yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, if you have 100 keywords in your ad group and all of them get one click and you spend all your entire $30 budget and let's just say none of them get a sale on the first day. Well, now you're stuck because you don't know which of the keywords are, are going to be you know, poor performers because they all only got one click, right? You can't really optimize with one click and 50 cents spend on 60 different keywords. Yeah, so so it would be advisable to start off with you know just a handful of you know maybe 10, 15, 20 keywords. Um, maybe those are all exact uh, or maybe you just are still kind of in the keyword research uh, stage and so you just have you know five or 10 phrase match keywords that are all relevant just to kind of start picking up some traffic. But yeah, that's that's generally the recommended starting budget is you want to be able to get at least 10 to 20 or 20 to 30 clicks a day. Yeah, for, for just for the process of collecting research so that you can optimize from there. Yeah, you, you know what? Sometimes I see a lot, people get very frustrated. Even if they had a $100 a day budget, imagine they had 100 keywords, $1 cost per click each, and these keywords are going to get a 10% conversion rate. That means they're spending $100 on day one. And imagine if that $100 got split equally. Like it won't get split equally because different keywords have different search volumes. But imagine if it were to. You're spending $100 a day on that first day to get one click spread amongst 100 keywords. I would much rather prefer like three keywords, get 30 clicks on each one, and then you know exactly where these need to be fine-tuned and that's going to inform your next day so much better. Exactly. So going on to the next topic, and this is actually one that came through um, our forums that I thought was pretty insightful. The question was insightful, but it was asking about how do you split budgets between sponsored brands, sponsored products, and sponsored display. So let's dive into that. Yeah, this is a really interesting topic. And to my point earlier, if I only was advertising $20 a day, and someone were to ask me, like, how are you splitting that up between sponsored products, sponsored brands, and sponsored display? I probably would say I would not, uh, because then you're you're taking that twenty dollars a day and you're spreading it out a little too thin for my liking. Because even at thirty dollars a day, now it's only ten dollars per sponsored product, sponsored brand, sponsored display, and then underneath that you have the division of your sponsored products probably split between auto manual, so on and so forth. So you're splitting it so far tiny. So I think a really interesting thing is when it comes time to make these sort of budget predictions of how much should we be spending and really trying to come up with sort of a more prescriptive approach, my first approach would be ideally every campaign has at least a budget big enough for it to get 20 to 30 clicks a day. Would you agree with that, Stephen? You know, you're still going to want, you know, no campaign, like I, I don't I, I wouldn't really advise like, hey, you know, you want to launch five campaign types all at once, $20 bit, $20 a day budget, just split it up, make it $4 each one. Uh, I, I personally wouldn't do that. And I know that we don't do that with our clients either. You're exactly right, Mike. You don't want to spread out the, the data too much if you're having, you know, a, a set, you know, kind of account budget um, for these for all for all your campaigns. And then the reasons why you wouldn't want to start with sponsor display or sponsored brands, sponsor display, go back to the previous episode where we talked about kind of sponsor display and how that works. At the end of the day, the, the problem is it's not refinable. There is no negative audience targeting. Uh, the attribution is a little, you know, unclear as to how effective 
your sponsored display campaigns really are being. It's also a CPM model, not a CPC model. So it's cost per thousand impressions. So, and, and they're still in beta. And so you're, so you can't really, I mean, some of them are kind of, some of the beta campaigns are kind of broken. So you can't adjust your bids after you create the campaign. So that, so that's, those are some kinks that need to get worked out. So you definitely don't want to start with sponsored display. Uh, sponsored brands can be, depending on the niche, really freaking competitive. And so you're going to need to, because it is basically, you know, for a top of search sponsored brand ad, it's basically placement rank number zero because you are above the top of search of sponsored products. So because of that, the, the CPCs can be really expensive. So even if your kind of suggested keyword bid on a sponsored product is like $1, the suggested bid on a sponsored brand could be 2 to $3. So uh, yeah, there's a much higher chance that you're going to run out of your budget uh, extremely fast with those sponsored brands or just be forced to spend a lot. And the other problem with sponsored brands too is that they look like ads. So if an Amazon shopper types something in, the sponsored products look exactly like organic listings with just that faint little sponsored uh, sponsored tag on it. Sponsored brands look very much like ads because it's got a headline. Uh, it just looks different from an organic product. So it's good. So it's, they tend to have you know slightly lower click through and conversion rates as opposed to top of search sponsored products. So with that being said, yeah, it's definitely best to focus on sponsored products so that uh, one you can just you have a better chance of just collecting good data and seeing which keywords perform the best. And from there, you can find out, okay, this is my best performing keyword. I'm going to create a sponsored brand with a headline that's targeting this specific keyword. And yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, a, a lot of this is, you know, strategic. And we also wanted to give some prescriptions here too. So what I would say is if I were to approximate a budget split, um, and like actually provide a recommendation. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I'm not 100% crazy about doing this in the first place because I do think, you know, your budget should be informed by the data. So, you know, there's a strong argument that when you launch that $30 a day budget sponsored product campaign and it's doing well, one of the best things to do is actually just increase the budget on your sponsored product. Like it's already humming along. Why not double down on things that are working? Uh, this happens a lot. Uh, a lot of the Facebook ad marketers I know, one of the things that, you know, the biggest and best Facebook marketers that I know do on their Facebook ads, they'll find an audience that works well. And instead of saying like, what other audiences can I find? They're just like, let me add another zero to my budget. Like, let me just 10X this thing because the audience is that big on certain Facebook audiences like B2C brands. So they just like double down on, on a particular thing. So I would, you know, there's a very strong argument that, you know, if you're spending $30 a day on sponsored products and it's going well, why not kick it up to $40 a day? $50 a day, so on and so forth. Like it's very unlikely that you're going to be tapped out of your total search volume at $30, $40, $50 a day, $500 a day. It's not, you know, depending on what you're selling and how big the industry is, it's very likely that you can double down on sponsored products. So if you know, if you have a bird in hand, do it. Um, but that being said, when you eventually, you know, expand out to sponsored brands and then sponsored display, Probably it would look something like 70% sponsored product, 25% sponsored brand, and then 5% sponsored display, give or take. Obviously, these are just very loose and they should be adjusted based off the data that you're getting. But I would make that like a general thought of how to approach it. 70% sponsored product, 25% sponsored brand, 
five percent sponsored display. Yeah, I think I think that's a good split. Yes, um, seventy five twenty five five. I might even say maybe seventy five twenty ten. But yeah, you definitely want the majority of your spend to go to sponsored products because those are going to be uh, the biggest volume campaigns, just in terms of click through rate um, mm-hmm. or total clicks, I should say, because your sponsored products. You know, you can have. Gosh, I think it's like thirteen sponsored products on a on a on a search engine results page, but there's only that one sponsored brand ad at the top, and then you get like a few more tiny sponsored brand ads throughout the rest of the search. But yeah, you definitely want to double down on sponsored products, and especially if they're working, you uh, you don't want to lose that positive momentum with them. So you do want to continue kind of pouring in your budget into the sponsored products a little bit more. Right. Exactly. So again, I think that's a general approximation. And again, just like you mentioned, you know, whether you do 20% sponsored brand, 10% sponsored display or whatever, eventually you will inform those decisions in the future based off how these different things are performing. Uh, You know, I also think it's interesting too. uh, you know, it's worth asking because I'm trying to think about some questions that people would have. If I were to have a $30 a day sponsored product, does that mean, you know, I should create one you know, let's say that's 30, you know, should I create a sponsored brand ad that only has a budget of like $10 or even lower because I'm trying to like get my ratios right. So if I spending, you know, 70% of my budget on sponsored products, should that mean I only am going to spend like $7 a down sponsored brand Uh, again inside that sponsored brand campaign, hopefully you're giving it enough room to breathe, room to get data of the things that are actually inside of it. So use that as your barometer. Uh, It's more than likely that if you started a sponsored brand ad with only like five bucks a day, you will probably get an unsatisfying amount of data back. And I use that as my barometer. Yeah. And Mike, there was actually a follow-up question on this thread in our, uh, in our forums that was asking about, okay, after we allocate our budget to sponsored products, then you've got, you know, maybe two different sponsor product campaigns. You've got your ASP and your MSP, your auto sponsor products and your manual sponsored products. So, oh, and by the way, if you guys are interested, you should t- definitely check out our online forums. It's just a great place to connect with advertisers like yourselves, ask questions, get feedback, engage with the group, engage with us. But uh, yeah, so Mike, how would you uh, how would you respond to that follow-up question with uh, splitting up between your, so you've, you've decided, okay, I've got, you know, a $30, $50 budget for sponsored products. How are you going to split that up over your auto campaign and your manual campaigns? Right. Uh, and it's actually kind of funny. I was like being really hesitant to like actually give numbers here. Cause I do ultimately feel like it should be informed by the data that you're getting back. However, I would say probably at first, uh, at least me, and you may vary from me, but I would say probably 90% would go to an automatic sponsored product at first, 10% go to manual sponsored products. But then over time, ideally shift that budget, like go from 90% auto, 10% manual, to hopefully 80 manual, 20, I'm sorry, what did I just say? Let me rewind a little (laughs) bit. Starting with 90% auto, down to 80% auto, down to 70% auto, ideally moving keywords over into a manual sponsored product uh, as they convert a couple times or more. Um, So that's how I would view that. So starting with 90% auto, 10% manual, eventually work my way to 30% auto, maybe 70% manual. Yeah, during that RPSB process, and if you guys haven't heard us talk about that before, just Google Ad Badger RPSB, you'll see exactly what we mean by that. 
But yeah, during that RPSB process, uh, you do want to be slowly bringing down the bids on your auto campaigns as you're pulling over those converting search terms into your manual campaign as exact and phrase match keywords. So yeah, so so naturally that you're gonna see that kind of transition. That uh, auto campaign really is sort of just a keyword research tool for you to use, just tapping into Amazon's A9 algorithm, um, which is you know getting better all the time as it learns more. So yeah, so 90-10 to start, and then you're gonna transition that over to basically be the inverse. And yeah, I guess, uh, those are my thoughts on that. Yeah, pretty straightforward. And then, you know, uh, Mathayu went a step further and he said, well, how would you split it up if you were to break out the four auto targets, close match, loose match, substitutes, complements, into their four separate campaigns? You know, you, you activate one, you turn off the other three. How would you split up your budget? And I said, that's too far. I can't split any further. But, I, you know, my answer to that was just you would look at the data and that will inform you what these budgets need to be so yeah it's it's really about identifying the trends doubling down on the things that work um, ideally in a perfect world your budget is as big as it needs to be so if you're noticing that you're profitable at 30 dollars a day in net spend kick it up to 40 profitable at 40 kick it up to 60 kick it up a little bit for more you know do that stepwise approach do it based off your budget and honestly your if you are already humming along generally a budget for all of your Amazon ad spend is going to be approximately 10% of your total Amazon revenue. So if you're an Amazon selling on Amazon and you are doing 100,000 a, 100, a month in total revenue, you can probably expect to be spending about 10% of that. So maybe anywhere from you know 5% on the low end, maybe you're spending 5,000 a month, to spending maybe 15,000 a month, perhaps on the higher end, to generate that, you know, that ad portion of your Amazon business. So generally, like that's a barometer. If you already have existing organic sales or just sales on Amazon, getting that number to be about 10%. So your ad spend to total revenue is sort of, I've seen that referred to as a COTS, ad cost of total sales. So there's a T in there, I like that. Uh, I like that way more. Some people call that tacos, which we call target ACOS. I don't know if it's fair to say you've heard it referred to as ACOTS. We, we invented a we invented ACOTS. <laughs> but we have, I, heard it, we have heard it referred to that since. Um, but yeah, I mean, different companies have kind of invented different terminologies. Uh, like Mike said, we, we prefer ACOTS, a ad cost of total sales, instead of uh, what some people have called, you know, your total ACOS your, or your true ACOS, your total ad cost of sales. But to us, we're, we want to be clear that we're totaling the sales between ad and organic sales, not totaling the spend. Uh, one other thing that I did want to just make sure we clarify, we're only talking about starting budgets right now. If your campaigns right. are being are performing well, you want to be increasing those budgets to continue collecting more keyword research because you're saying, okay, we can actually you know get more data and still be profitable or at least break even. And if they are not profitable, then the recommendation would be uh, you could lower the budgets, but if you're not getting too many clicks, what I would recommend doing it, yeah, if you're not getting a lot of clicks, I should say, if you're not getting a lot of clicks, I would recommend just lowering your ad spend so you can still do market research, but just make it cheaper for you. But you still want to be getting as many clicks as possible within your, your you know, I guess your, your budget threshold of how much you're willing to really invest in this product launch. So that's one thing to 
to really keep in mind. One other thing I will add here, me and Mike were joking earlier that the answer to almost any of the questions that come through that we end up talking about on the podcast, we could really make every episode extremely short and just say, and, <laughs> and we could just say, it depends, you know, for pretty much, right. for pretty much everything. So we, it's not, it's not super helpful to just say it depends. We do think it's helpful to provide some benchmarks, some percentages, some, some kind of, you know, dollar values. But really, it, it does depend. It depends on how many products that you're trying to sell, reviews on your products, how many reviews do you have to kind of like help guarantee this. So we, all of that really does play into effect with how many campaigns you're going to start off launching, how many products you're going to be having going. So yeah, I mean, you're going to have different, different le- levels of budgets just based on your own company's normal budgeting practices. But these are kind of just like, these are sort of best practices, best rules of thumb just for getting, you know, your your first few campaigns going or you have a brand new you have a brand new product maybe that you're adding to the lineup. And so you already have a bunch of successful campaigns going. You've got a new product and you're like, "Man, what should the budget be?" So this is kind of answering to those questions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we we've kind of got sort of a few rapid fire questions um, that circle around the world of budgeting on Amazon. I think we've given some good prescriptions on how to get started, prescriptions on how to think about your budgets uh, and how to grow them over time, minimum data thresholds. We've talked about your budgets re- in reference to your ACOTs, where your total ad spend, uh, ad cost of total sales, um, you know, that's about 10%. Um, let's get into daily budgets. You know, when do Amazon PPC budgets reset? And how much, you know, two should you actually be spending on Amazon PPC? Let's jump into these three final questions. Alrighty, one thing you will notice is the concept of daily and monthly budgets on Amazon. And as per usual, we've got different rules depending on what different ad type you are looking at. So there's some slightly different budget rules for uh, daily monthly budgets for sponsored products versus sponsored brands. We're not going to be getting into all of the intricacies uh, here um, because in in effect, the terminology is the same. And as you're setting up your campaign, you will just see them and make your different decisions as you go. One interesting thing that you may not know is that if you set a you know, $30 a day budget, you can actually spend more than that every day However, over a 30-day period, you will not exceed your daily budget multiplied by 30. Uh, so Google Ads does this too. They sort of they want you to capitalize on high traffic days. So they allow, if there's a lot of search volume, they allow you to go over your daily budget for your campaigns to capture high traffic days, knowing, assuming that other days it'll be less than that. And eventually you'll even out over a 30-day period. That's actually how Amazon thinks about budgets for sponsored products. Right. Yeah, this is actually from uh, Amazon's website. What they say about this is they say the daily budget is averaged over the course of a calendar month. On any given day, you could spend less than your daily budget or up to 10% more than your average daily budget. So if you're budgeting $100 a day, there could be some days where it spends $110 a day uh, but then it'll make up for it by spending less on other days. So it is kind of nice to have that built-in flexibility of the kind of 10% potential to spend a little bit more on high traffic days. Now, I'll tell you my mm-hmm. thoughts on this. Whether it's uh, an account that I'm managing or doing an audit for or just answering a, you know, a customer's question who's, who's using our software, 
one of the things that I that really pains me to see is an extremely profitable campaign that's doing really well. And maybe the target A cost is 20% and it's hovering at 14%. And I'm logging on and I check out this campaign. And let's just say, let's just, let's say for example, the uh, the customer has a, and this, this could probably, I think, relate to a lot of agencies out there. Maybe if you're, if you're an agency worker and you're listening to this, you've probably had this problem with some of your clients, or not this problem, but this issue with uh, some of your clients where they have a fixed, they have a fixed monthly budget on this product. They say three hundred dollars a month. We're willing to spend on this budget. Do not exceed that. And so you set a ten dollar daily budget because you know ten over thirty days would would uh, you know give you that that three hundred dollar monthly budget. The problem is on really busy days, your campaign might run out of budget by like nine a.m. And so it's nine a.m. You're out of budget and you still have so much more, you have so much more potential to be picking up sales because on that day, it's just like a big sales day. Who knows? It's the weekend, whatever. And sales are just really coming in and your campaign's getting paused and that 10% bump didn't really give you a hand. So, or, or it wasn't enough. Or maybe you're, and maybe Amazon used the 10% earlier in the month. And so now they're cutting, capping you at like, you know, 90% of your, yeah, I'm not saying this very clearly, but let's say other days they were spending $11 and now today they're only spending nine because they're trying to make up for the other days. So I, I hate to see that happen. I hate to see campaigns get paused in the middle of the day. So what my recommendation is for these scenarios is actually set the budget a little bit higher than what your monthly would be. So if you are trying to spend $300 a month on this product, set the budget to like 11, 12, maybe even $15 because you will have some days where the spend is low enough because there will be days when, when it only spends $5. Like that's a very, that's something that we see all the time that like some days it uses the full $10, a lot of other days it's three or $5 for, for this product. So, so even though Amazon has that 10% bump on some days, you know, the average at the end of the month ends up coming out to like $200. So even though you were budgeting 300, mm-hmm. it only spent 200 because the 10% bump on the busy days wasn't enough and the slow days were very slow. So now you're probably wondering, well, how do you make sure, you know, 15 times 30 would be 450? Like that would make the clients freak out. And the answer to that is you can get a portfolio set up for this product. And within portfolios, you can set a different budget that's all encompassing for those campaigns. Another fantastic point to this, as you start building out more campaigns, is so you've got one product and the customer, you're, you're, either you or your client is saying $300 a month, don't spend more on this product. And let's just say you have now four different campaigns. You know, you've got a category targeting, an auto, a manual, whatever. And because you can only spend $10 a day, you, you break that up between $250 for each campaign. And some campaigns are gonna get more traffic, other ones are gonna get less. So that's, a, that's actually a bigger, a bigger problem that we're seeing here is that between the campaigns, there's an ebb and flow with which one is dominating the spend. And maybe one campaign's doing really well, but you can't raise the budget to $5 on that campaign because then that would exceed the total budget. So you've got to like cut budget elsewhere, but then the next day, another campaign is going mm-hmm. up. So actually keep all of those campaigns a little bit higher than what your average daily should be, your, what your average daily spend should be. And then clump all of those campaigns together in a portfolio and the portfolio can have a, a strict hard monthly budget set. And so the portfolio holding all those campaigns can say no more than $300 a month, but you're allowed a lot more flexibility on your daily spending for each of those campaigns, depending on if one campaign starts you know, getting more traffic than another campaign or you have up days, down days, 
So I think that's that's the best advice I can give on that topic. For sure. I've, I've definitely worked with clients like that in the past. And for whatever reason, they had really hard and fast budget caps. Like we absolutely positively can only spend this much. I don't want to hear that Amazon get, does this 10% plus per day, like whatever. We can only spend this much. And you do use those extra tools, that portfolio budget and so on and so forth to control for that. So if you're bumping into that, definitely go and rewind what Steven just said. That was really well said. And the other thing I'll say too is watching a campaign that is budget limited but be a good, profitable campaign is like seeing an American bald eagle in a cage, unable to fly. So sad. It's so sad. So it should be out soaring over the Grand Canyon, cawing on a beautiful southwest sunset. Yeah. And another thing that we've said in the past, but if, if something's running out of budget early, uh, try, try lowering your bids or adding some more negative keywords that will cut out some of that spend to let the campaign run for longer. If, if, raising the budget is just absolutely a no, then, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, try, yeah, try negating some things, try lowering bids just to allow the campaign to, to spend less and run longer throughout the day and actually get a lower ACOS. So that would, uh, yeah, that would be good, good thing to do there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Another question that we've gotten is when do Amazon PPC budgets reset? Uh, cause that's another thing. Cause people, you know, see they're running out of budget and they're like, when is this going to reset? Should I raise the budget? Should I just wait for it to reset? And Mike, what's the answer? Amazon time, uh, Seattle time. So midnight over there, that's like the day for Amazon ads. And the West coast is the best coast. So Whoa, what other, okay. what other time zone would we use? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I'd like to believe in the future. Amazon has better time zone things like time zone settings where we can go ahead and set that root time zone. Yeah. I, uh, I guess actually in the ads section and like update that if you were to move or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense for all American campaigns to kind of just be on Pacific time because that's like, I mean, it's just one time zone for all of America. I'm actually not sure about Amazon India, Amazon UK and Europe. Mm-hmm. If, if, yeah. I wonder if those are actually on different time zones. I'm not sure about that. You know, it's bonkers. You know, eventually down the road when there are is stuff like day parting where you could split the day into different parts and bid differently from, you know, before 2 a.m. than you could from 2 to 6 a.m. Things like that. It's normally on like the time zone of the account. Uh, and I've always thought it would be, you know, much better to have that at the time zone of the user because, you know, Somebody in the U.S. is 7 a.m. is somebody on the West Coast's 4 a.m. So having that time difference, you know, can be impactful. If you want to shut your ads off at 11, well, then it might be 11 West Coast time, but it's actually like 2 a.m. on the East Coast. So time zones, uh, when the budget's reset, generally, I mean, it is once a day. It generally is during U.S. time and... That's basically it. Yeah, if you're advertising in the UK, Europe, or somewhere else, and you know the answer to that question, that for your marketplace, it is local time and not Pacific time, uh, please leave a comment on the YouTube video and let us know, because I'm curious. Yeah, there you go. And finally, the last question is, of course, just how much to spend on Amazon PPC. We do get this question, point Blake, how much should I be spending? I also think I just said point blank instead of point blank. 
So Blake, if you're out there, I'm sorry. But yes, how much should you be spending on Amazon PPC? It depends. Just straight up. <laughs> tell, yeah, exactly. That's the answer. It depends on your current revenue. It depends on your budget for the company. Uh, it's really interesting sometimes asking people like, well, what's your current level of revenue? And if they say it's zero, is that because they are completely new, just starting out? Or is it because they're doing a million uh, a month on their Shopify store and now they're just branching into Amazon? You're going to have different question. You're going to have different answers based off who the person is who's advertising. So there's a lot of considerations, but the smallest budget, and sometimes I, when people ask, like, how much should I be spending? Sometimes the question is, what's the smallest I should even enter into Amazon advertising with? And I think we answered that previously. Enough to get about 20 to 30 clicks a day. If you are already already selling on Amazon organically and you're just turning on ads now, it's generally going to be about anywhere from 5 to 15% of your total sales. Your ACOTs will be about 5 to 10%. Yeah, your budget will be about 5 to 10% ACOTs. Those are just some loose and fast general considerations for how much to spend on Amazon PPC. Yeah, and, and it does really does depend on your niche, on your product. If you're a, an author and you're selling books, I've seen, a, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of KDP accounts that I've taken a look at, they're usually, you know, five to ten dollar daily budgets, and they're doing pretty well, getting a decent amount of traffic with that. If you are in the vitamin and supplement space, you're probably going to want to start with fifty dollar budgets because you're going to be getting, you know, two dollar, three dollar cost per clicks, just because it's competitive. Yep. So yeah, look at those suggested bids. Give yourself a budget. You know, if you've got ten keywords, give yourself a, a budget where across those ten keywords you could collect about thirty clicks a day total. So if each keyword could get three clicks a day. At that cost per click, that's what your budget should be. And then over the course of a week, each of those keywords should have enough clicks for you to really start optimizing those bids and start going from there. And yeah, and and one final thing is if you've if you've if it's a brand new product and you don't have reviews yet and you're running advertising to get reviews, the the answer to, to for that person would be you should be setting your budget, understanding you're probably gonna be running at a loss. Without reviews, you're probably going to be running at 100% plus ACOS. So just that's a question we can't answer for you because that depends on you. You know, that depends on, depends on your cash flow and your, you know, product lineup and everything like that. So you have to answer the question, how much are you willing to invest to get this product mm-hmm. off the ground? You know, how much are you willing to, to, to burn in order to get this product off the ground? I can't answer that for you. I can tell you what we said before that you want to, be able to at least get those many clicks. So, you know, use your suggested bids and set your budget off that. But yeah, I mean, you're you're going to have to have some kind of paying tolerance. So, so some people, if they're really, you know, really eager to get this thing going, they may be fine with, and they've got a, a good cash flow. They may be totally fine with starting with a hundred dollar budget, daily budget, just getting this thing launched to the moon. Yes. So that's the, we're tapping into the emotional side of pay-per-click marketing. So in general, We aimed in this episode to give you some good, prescriptive, getting started, general thoughts about budgets. Uh, And hopefully this will go, you will go up there and look at those budgets next time and and really ask yourself, are these big enough? Are these small enough? Should I be reallocating some of these? Uh, And really the ultimate answer is let the data inform whether or not you should be increasing or decreasing those bids and budgets, of course. And that is our show another one in the books episode 89 coming up on 100 yes and i will see you next week here peace in the badger den 
Thanks so much for listening to the PPC Den podcast. Our goal of every episode is to give you guys actionable information so you can go right to your computer and start optimizing with the new skills you've learned. Be sure to subscribe because we'll be back next Wednesday with more great PPC skills for you. And you can always head over to adbadger.com slash podcast for all of our show notes and bonus content that we've made exclusively for our listeners. If you guys are finding these podcasts to be valuable for you and your business, you can help us continue making them by dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, Badger, are you ready to go back to camp and rest up for tomorrow? What a good boy.